0: back as we continue through hour one of our program, Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, hosts of the show. It's Kelly and Ramya, your weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-TV. Over on AMI-audio, check us out at 4 p.m. Eastern time. If you miss the show on either account, Check us out at 10 p.m. Eastern on both networks where you can find the repeated show. Of course, you can always subscribe to the Kelly and Rumya podcast at your leisure. And when you get a chance, give us a rating and review. Fantastic to those who have. We really appreciate it. Uh, Some very kind words said there about the program. As mentioned, I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. Muth, and over there at the studio in Toronto.
1: Let's get to know some AMI content as we usually carve out some time on Mondays to do this. And today we're talking about Mind Your Own Business, an AMI original uh, TV show that you can find on AMI TV as well as AMI Plus and your app on iOS and Android. So Mind Your Own Business is returning Wednesday, January 3rd at 9 p.m. AM Eastern on AMI-tv, and we're speaking with one of the mentors on this upcoming season, Kelly Braun-Johnson, about her role on the season and on being a mentor. Kelly, nice to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll get into the show and your uh, role on there in a second, but you are a, an advocate and you do a lot of work, so can you give us some background on that?
2: Right. So I'm an autistic and hard-of-hearing self-advocate. Um, I sometimes I call myself a serial entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> I'm currently uh, a business advisor on my second business now, um, where I work as uh, an idea consultant. So inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility, um, and that kind of aspect. It's a social enterprise. You know that aspect of giving back was why I wanted to be a mentor on the Mind Your Own Business show.
0: Wow. I think it's so exciting when you know you have something to offer to help others. And there's so many things can go in so many different directions. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that with you a little bit. You want to see a little bit more about your own company and, and the work that you do and just any little notes or anything that um, I think folks should, should know about.
2: I'm sure. So uh, I have a uh, background in restorative justice, as well as psychological health and safety in the workplace. And so I kind of took those two and melded them together, and then using my own experiences in the workplace, um, I created a restorative justice framework where that I apply to, to businesses when I'm working with them, um, working on their long-term strategy in terms of inclusion, diversity, equity, and accessibility. Um, I put a huge focus on that psychological health and safety, on neurodiversity, um, of course, using my own experience as an autistic person, um, and I hope that the methods that I use are a way that can really touch on uh, inclusion in terms of an intersectional approach, but really about bringing people in, creating cultures that are safe uh, and truly inclusive for everyone, because disability is something that touches everyone. And so when we kind of use that uh, as our means of entry, we're including just by default, just by humankind, right? We're including uh, all races all religions all mm-hmm. classes of people um and so that's kind of the approach that i'm taking
0: so when you get opportunities to go and work with companies people who want to kind of do what we'd say the right thing we know also there's legislation out there what are what do you find the the motivation Um, for them whether it's because well i know i have to be more compliant i think we all want to believe that people have hear more about it no it's not this big giant thing anymore they know what the spectrum that you spoke of doesn't just include Well, we need a few wheelchair ramps or access for a person who's blind so their cane doesn't get wedged in the floor whatever it might be um with with the dangers moving around there's so many pieces to this but the willingness the excitement that they get when you come into them, let them know hey man guys this is this is not huge. It's a lot of empathy. It's a few things, and let's walk through it. Um, how have you seen that change?
2: So, yeah, I kind of, you, you really summed it up in the sense that I really believe a lot of the times I'm teaching kindness. I'm teaching people to look beyond what their uh, first impressions might be. Um, and that is really teaching people just communication. Um, and that goes again with the restorative justice aspect of things. When we talk about, um, Asking questions from a place of curiosity, asking from the heart. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds a little bit woo-woo, right? I I don't want to get, it's not fluffy. Um, But these are things that really actually uh, help people get to the core of issues when we're talking about communication issues, when we're talking about intercultural communication. Um, Leaving those stories that we make up in our head and a lot of those biases that we already have And leaving those stories behind and getting down to the truth and the core of what is really essential um, and what people really actually need, you know, the real things that people need in a business place, in a workplace to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm.
1: And we know that all this stuff is very important, but I think we also know that it can be challenging in different circumstances, or at least not all circumstances present the same way. So when you're um, mentoring, when you're guiding uh, through your business, um, what What would you say are some of these differences like compared to or when you're comparing talking to CSOs versus startups and new entrepreneurs versus upper management versus very established companies? uh, Do you kind of are there things that pop up for you that are like, yeah, this is definitely different than uh, talking to A is different than talking to B about these things?
2: So I, I think my approach is really I often say from the bottom up and from the top down. It's it's really um, it's really important that all um, all departments and all levels of a company are on board in the same way. Yeah. everybody has and everybody has a part to play, right? As individuals, we all have a part to play. So if people are not um, not everybody is on board, it it's going to have a less chance of success. Um, this is why I like working with the smaller companies, with other nonprofits, with uh, social enterprises. Uh, because they're just a little bit more agile, a bit more flexible, a bit more able to um, to get to make that change, and mm. they're a little bit more motivated because they're already working closely with each other. Um, it's definitely harder with, with a large multinational or the right. large national companies. Um, not that it can't be done, but it takes longer and it takes a bit more work.
1: Right? And sometimes you're working with unlearning rather than learning, right? New approaches.
2: Oh, there's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah a whole lot of that and uh, trying to streamline those processes, right? Um, they've created processes, um, not always for the good of everyone. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. it it made sense at the time. I, I, when we're talking about like trying to make the majority of people comfortable, um, but that doesn't, like you said, it doesn't always work, uh, for certain individuals. And it's not always going to, um, be safe or psychologically safe for certain demographics of people.
0: Yeah. So when you joined for this season, And we know there's a lot of people out there with disabilities who've tried to find work. Maybe they have some idea of something they could do, they want to do, a hobby, an interest, that finally, after looking for work, and we've had this talk with Kevin, we've had him on the show, and the idea that, you know what, people push me to take my idea and do something with it. And we're looking for a lot of that support. What do you bring to the table for this season? What was, when approached, if you want to walk us through that, that you felt, hey, yeah, I can do that. I I mean, I'm sure when it sprung at you, you think, okay, I can bring this, I can bring, but what did you feel as things progressed that you wanted to bring did bring and where you felt your niche was with the show?
2: So I think what I, the, what I thought I had to offer going into this um, and you know, what we were talking about in terms of just being able to um, share skills and talents with the other entrepreneurs, the other mentors, um, was I was bringing some of it was not just my business experience, but my ten years of experience that I had when I was working in digital marketing. Okay. Um. And so yes, I did bring that to some of the some of the entrepreneurs on the show. Um, but what I think actually ended up happening more of was some of the basic uh business or the basic entrepreneurial issues that we go through. Um. Plus, kind of thinking outside the box. So. Mm-hmm. a lot of these entrepreneurs had amazing ideas right They're they're already thriving and it was sometimes just bringing in a little bit of something i think with the way that i think that hey did you think of this you know maybe this could be an ideal so i think i actually gave a lot of interesting business ideas that they might not have thought of before and, and like you said, it's also about building that confidence. We need to build the capacity for people to be able to feel confident that they have the tools um, that they need to move forward and sometimes validating that and just saying, hey, you know, you, you can do this or I've done this. So since right. I've done it, here's how I did it. And this might help you on your path.
1: I think that's the biggest, like, for me, just thinking about why it would be fantastic to have, um, first of all, you know, someone who identifies as disabled as a mentor is just that in itself. It's so huge to have um, people who their self-advocacy is one of the biggest kind of momentum pushing forward for entrepreneurship and otherwise uh, to kind of go through some of these crossroads that these newer entrepreneurs are going through on the show, right? Um, Was there a lot of learning for you being on the show?
2: I thought it was so interesting just to see how other people had done um, the the work that they did, the ideas that they came up with, the way that they structured their work. Um, I, I think there was a lot of, to me, it's just a kind of mutual understanding, I think, of how entrepreneurs function. Mm. Um, I learned a lot from the other mentors on the show as well. When you hear their perspectives, when we're talking about the same, the ca- same case, the same uh, business, um, and having... I think having their perspective in, in terms of what stuck out for them uh, was, was super interesting. And it, it, to me, it was, it was a great environment. It was a very encouraging environment. Um, I haven't seen the results myself, so I'm actually looking forward to watching the show so nice. I can see uh, the development of everyone.
0: So. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm sure you're going to find it so fascinating, but I, I want to just talk about the mentors. Um, we all say, Hey, it's it's great to have some mentors and obviously some and at different points in our life, when we need a mentor, um, do different things, act in different roles and some stick with us forever. But when you talk a program like this or people going into business in this capacity as entrepreneurs, um, when you are a mentor to someone or looking for that, what should, what, what is your advice? What should, what should someone look for? What makes that good mentor, especially in these kind of cases?
2: So I've had, I've had some amazing mentors um, going through my own career, um, and some of them, I mean, my first one I kind of picked just by I liked their business, and I emailed them, and I asked if they would mentor me. Um, nice. And I'm not, that's not necessarily the best way to go about things. <laughs> it, it worked out. It did work out. I mean, I got one rejection from one, and I ended up getting one, and and that was a relationship that lasted. Actually, we're still friends to this day. Um, but it, I think now I'm a bit more choosy in terms of who I'm uh, when I'm looking for support. Um, I also kind of believe in having a mentor who is at least ten years older than I am, and one who is at least ten years younger than I am. Um, yeah, <laughs> people, people always like, well, that's interesting. For me, it keeps me in touch with. I, I, I 10 years younger is not really, you know, the next generation. It's not that far, right? Um, but there's still some differences in the way that they perceive things when when they're yeah. looking at marketing or they're looking at the business, the kind of things that they're looking for. Um, so I think it's important that I stay in touch with the youth um, and that I also benefit from the wisdom of of my elders. I don't want to say elders necessarily that make people think that's very old. Um, but like that idea of like, Roughly 10 years older and roughly 10 years younger, um, if that's possible. Sometimes it's hard to find any mentorship, right? It's it's not always yeah, so easy sure. to find. Um, but sometimes people surprise you. Like I really believe in the people that you meet, you don't always, um, you might not formalize it and call it mentorship until you realize after a bit of time that there actually are mentoring you. They have taken you under their wing. Um, they're a person that you trust, uh, who has your best interests and um and sometimes it just kind of comes out of the blue naturally so um but you know i i do kind of try to put some um some importance in some of the qualities that i'm looking for right i think um for me culturally relevant is important as well um especially when i i have a counselor so i i now have a black woman counselor uh and that has made um difference a great difference for me in terms of of my progress my personal mm-hmm. progress um so it's very important i find representation matters if i could find a black disabled non-binary person like, it would be like okay i've got <laughs> i've got everything i need right yeah, um it doesn't awesome. have to be that specific but i'm just saying like it, it, it does help when you have somebody who's been down the same kind of
1: path absolutely Fantastic. and to keep your ear on the ground as you've been saying kelly thank you so much for your time we got to let you go but all the best thank you so much Okay, and looking forward to you on Mind Your Own Business. We mm-hmm. were speaking with founder of Completely Inclusive, Kelly Braun-Johnson. Mind Your Own Business, season three returns Wednesday, January 3rd. So uh, that's 9 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV, but check it out on AMI Plus as well.
0: Another hour of our program and coming up on Know Your Rights, Danielle McLaughlin speaks with the Honourable Francis Kightley about a project that involves Afghan women becoming ju- who are judges now living here in Canada. Plus... Beth Deer joins us for a guide dog and service animal report. But up next, there's a free concert series in Vancouver's most beautiful, inclusive downtown church. Community reporter Carol Yeful will be here in a moment with all the details. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on
2: AMI-tv.